Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Hello. It is so good to be back together again. I hope you have had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend with your family and that you were just abundantly blessed and just your cup is overflowing with the love that you were shown and hopefully being able to love on your mama or your mother-in-law or whatever mother figures have been dear to you in your life. I am so excited for today's conversation that we're going to be having. I am taking things in a direction that were not one that I expected when I originally began recording here. I am not a mom who has been passionate about politics. I am not a mom who has been passionate about policies, talking about specific bills or things going before the Senate or anything in that realm. I know it's important because it matters, but I've always kind of put it in someone else's plate that they can take care of it because that's their role and I am in my home. But somewhere along the way, the gray areas have become less gray and the black and white has become more black and white. And as I was just talking with my guest today, her name is Alyssa Nazar, and I'm so glad that she can be here with us today because we were just talking about how neither of us were really politically passionate people, but God has lit this fire in us for an awareness of what is going on in our policies and in the political realm and really working out how is that balance kept of being a mom and being present with our children and doing the daily work, the daily tasks day to day with our family while still upholding our responsibilities as citizens of this great country that we are so blessed to live in. So let me introduce you to her. Alyssa is a registered nurse. She worked in the hospital setting and for many, many years in traditional medicine, but is now in a more integrative medicine setting. Alyssa has been married for 15 years and she homeschools her nine and 12-year-old children. So we've got some in common in our daily lives there. And um, like I said, Alyssa was not somebody who was passionate about politics, but God has led her into this place of being differently aware and advocating for truth. I'm going to go ahead and call it advocating for truth because God's word is very clear that we are to stand in truth. And so as Christian women who have been called for such a time as this, I am so glad to be able to introduce Alyssa to you. You can find her on Instagram at this holistic nurse, and I will link that in the show notes, of course. And you'll be wanting to watch there also because we're going to do a giveaway this week. So there's going to be some exciting stuff going on there. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Krista. This is just such an awesome opportunity. Yes. And it's interesting how much our lives, I think about, you know, a few years ago might have looked very different. And yet God has lit this same awareness and passion in both of us. And I, I believe he's going to use this conversation to activate a passion in some moms that maybe wasn't there before or really affirm and fan a flame that's already existing. 
yeah, that's my goal and my hope too. And, you know, all glory to him at the end of the day that he's putting this on our hearts for a reason. So I never thought I'd be talking about this topic today, but um, here we are and I'm happy to share with you. That's awesome. So um, let me just kind of give people a roadmap so they know where we're going today. So we're going to be talking first about um, a specific bill, actually, which you may already be well informed on or you may not be. We're going to be talking about AB 2223. And then we're going to transition to talking about how do we as Christian moms get proactively involved? Like, what can we actually do while we're at home? taking care of our children, or if we're working, if we're working in a completely different field outside of the medical field, and then talking about why is it even important that we as Christian moms stay informed and actively involved. Um, And I give that roadmap because if you're one who's like, I don't want to listen to a whole podcast about a bill, we're not talking about the bill the whole time. And if you already are really well informed on this bill, listen in because it might give you some information of a way that you can share this with your friends differently. And then the second half of the conversation is really going to encourage and empower you as well. So let's go ahead and first debrief this bill, AB 2223. Alyssa, what is this bill? Yes. So for those who don't know, or maybe do know, um, it's an extreme abortion bill here in California. It was created by Democrat Oakland woman Buffy Wicks. um, And essentially the bill will decriminalize perinatal death, legalizing infanticide, which is just horrific. Um, Some people will say that that is not true, but we'll kind of dissect what the wording says that Mm -hmm. actually shows that that is true. And even from a law enforcement perspective, I know I've shared that my husband's in law enforcement and he has said that this will greatly impact the work that he does because when there is a death of a baby who is within a certain age that they will, it will not be seen and um, looked into and will be researched by the coroner in the same way as it has been for our entire history. Correct. Yes, it's going to tie the hands of law enforcement and essentially allow criminals to run free, which seems like that's kind of a common theme here in California anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's going to impact law enforcement and tie their hands greatly. And how does this impact the medical field as well? Yeah, so that'll be interesting how that will impact the medical field. I don't know if we've actually thought about how that will Um Obviously, you know, we have safe surrender for, for mm-hmm. babies. So that's an option um, that parents have to safely surrender their baby um, to, you know, police stations, fire departments, um, to the hospitals. So that should always be a viable option. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, murdering your child should never be an option. So I'll be curious to see if this does indeed pass. I'm praying it doesn't, but how it will indeed mm-hmm. impact medical field. So. so this is like, it's really interesting timing because there's so much going on right now with the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade and all of that happening at the Supreme Court level. And so watching that go on at a national level and then watching California fighting to not only be able to still claim to be a safe state for abortions and be able to continue abortion here, but then also like we're taking it a step further. We're saying you can actually take a baby's life once they're born. Uh, My hope and prayer is that the extreme contrast between the black and the white of what is going on, like the light and the dark is so clear that it causes people to wake up to see the difference of what is going on. Yeah, I'm praying the same. It's very interesting timing with, you know, that leaking of SCOTUS that happened earlier this week. So just praying because, you know, 
It's very difficult to live here in California. I'm sure you kind of feel the same way. Oh, I've kind of been my own little exhausting. <laughs> it's coming at us like constantly. And I feel like we're always on the defense. And I think we're getting more shrewd and starting to be on the offense. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can kind of talk about today is how we can be yeah. proactive so we can kind of prevent these bills from coming down in the first place. So absolutely. And I would encourage moms too, if you're not in California, that there might be an easy uh, thought of like, oh, well, I'm not there. Thank goodness. Or uh, all of you listening who left California, we got out of that place. But I do think that there is a tendency of what happens in California oftentimes is just a handful of years before rolling out to other states. So this is actually really preparing you if you're in another state to be especially on guard and being extra prepared that you can be diligent in knowing what to do when it comes to your state. Because I want to say, Lord willing, it won't. But if and when it does, you'll be prepared. So what has happened so far with AB 2223? Okay. So on April 19th, it passed the health commission. So that was the first step. Um, On that day, it, it passed through an 11 to three vote. So that step happened. Then yesterday, well, actually May 4th, it went through appropriations committee, which looks at the fiscal impact of the bill. So everything has to go through appropriations to see how it's going to financially impact the state. So there's three things that could have happened during that appropriations meeting. And basically they could have chosen to hold the bill. Um, They can choose to suspend the bill and then consent file the bill. They chose the easy way out, kind of the dirty politics way of doing it, which is suspending the bill. And what that means is the author of the bill does not need to be present and no testimonies were allowed um, against the bill or in support of the bill. If it were to go to consent file, the rep of the bill had to be present. Witnesses would have had to testify in support of the bill. I think they're having a hard time finding anyone that would support and have comments Mm. to support the bill. So essentially they suspended it. And now the next step is, is it going to be pushed through to the assembly floor? And we're waiting on the date and time for that. So this is a great time for us to be releasing this also, because it's going to really equip all of you listeners to be able to know, okay, what do we do when we know when that's going to happen? What steps do we actually take? So that's great. I'm excited to be able to empower people in that way. Um, How has this bill been fought thus far? Have there been things that have been happening? Yes, lots of things happening. I I feel like this has probably been really politicized and probably if you're on social media, you've probably heard or seen about Mm -hmm. it. You received emails about it. I'm praying your pastor has spoken about it. Um, We'll kind of get into that too. But um, so thousands of people arrived on the Capitol steps in Sacramento on the 19th, um, including my pastor. I know Pastor Jack Hibbs, many pastors from San Diego, and just thousands of concerned mothers, fathers, men, women of the community, you know, grandparents, even people who identify themselves as being far left. Maybe they're involved in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. They spoke against this bill. So it, mm-hmm. this isn't just a left or right bill. There are people all across the board that feel that this is completely evil, should be illegal. Um, hundreds of people gave um, verbal comments either via mm-hmm. phone or in person, and no person gave comment and support of the bill, and they still passed it through the health committee. So hmm. Hmm. so can we see anything positive from the outcome of where it is right now? I know, right? 
And that's a great question because I think it's always important to look for what is positive. For me and what I've seen as people are waking up, um, they're throwing stuff at us left and right. I know we feel the heat so much here in California, and I'm sure other people across the nation kind of feel the same thing. Um, So people are fed up. People are waking up. People Mm -hmm. are fighting back. And that's kind of the true blessing. Also, I see with this bill, more churches are getting involved. And I think that that is so crucial because this this issue, AB 2223, is very clear if you're studying the word of God. It is Mm -hmm. very clear that we need to defend life. So okay, let's go ahead and talk about that since you just brought that up. So the idea of churches getting involved and with this bill being one that's waking people up and that it's so clear, it's such a clear issue. Like this is not a this is not a party issue even because I know that's one area that churches many churches will try to be sensitive to to say, you know, oh, we don't want to lean hard on one party and then push away people who are in, you know, open to seeking the Lord in the name of politics and miss their heart in the process of, you know, claiming a political party over claiming the name of Jesus. Um, but with this bill being so strong, I would think that this would be a place that maybe, especially as a mother, even if you're a mother who's not a politically involved per se or politically passionate, we'll say that we're all politically involved. If you vote, you're politically involved. That's part of being an American. <laughs> but let's say you're not a politically passionate person. I would think just the fact that you're a mother gives you enough of a leg to stand on that you could ask your church to say, will you please inform our congregation on this bill that is being pushed forward to actually murder babies? Because many people don't know about it and many people have not heard about it beyond mainstream media. You know, it's not being put out there. Is there someone in our church who could serve as an advocate for informing us as a congregation about these sorts of things so that we can know and act accordingly to fight, to even if you wanted to use the justice argument, to protect the lives of the innocent, to protect the lives of the unborn and the born, right? Um, so that might be an interesting opportunity for you if your church is not currently speaking boldly about politics. Yes, I love that. Um, I, you know, we talked prior and I came from a church prior to 2020 that refused to talk about these topics. And that was very frustrating. Um, 2020 happened and that church continued to follow that same, you know, guideline and their church crumbled. And now we're on Mm -hmm. to a different one. But I feel like that's very tangible. I feel like if you go to your pastor or go to someone in leadership, one of the elders and have that Mm -hmm. discussion, if you're not getting the answers that you want, run, leave that Mm -hmm. church. They're not speaking truth. They're not fighting for truth. It's uncomfortable, right, to get involved politically. But I feel like at this point, we have to. It's a matter of, like you said before, you're either standing for truth or you're not. And yeah, if you're not getting those answers that you're looking for, you need to find a new church. Mm-hmm. So it is a struggle. <laughs> like I speak boldly right now as I'm in my closet and I'm recording this and I'm like in the zone because my kids are being taken care of right now. It's it's easy to be in the zone right now and passionate about it right now. But reality is in 
30 minutes, I'll be finishing cleaning up from breakfast and getting out our morning reading to do together and probably changing a diaper and taking care of some, probably some character struggles with some people. And still, this is all going on. So as Christian moms who are called to be where God has us right now in this place, I mean, I'm assuming that most of my listeners are not like political advocates here. Um, how, how do we keep, how do we actually do things that make a difference while still upholding the responsibilities that God's put in front of us that are so important within our four walls? Yes. Um, so what you said before is going to your church. I feel like that is perfect. I'm um, going to your church, trying to get involved there, having something um, started, you know, from grassroots up, having those conversations. I feel like people just don't even want to have the conversation. Having those mm-hmm. conversations is crucial. Another thing that is very simple, takes only a couple minutes, calling and emailing um, your representatives. And if you don't know who your representatives are, it's very easy to go on and find. You can even go onto my Instagram and you can find who your representatives are. Your email and phone call, just one email and phone call counts as a thousand constituents. That is Mm. huge. Your voice matters. I feel like so many people are like, oh, I don't want to get involved. Do they even really hear me? Do it? Does it really matter? Yes, it matters. Your voice counts as a thousand constituents. That is huge. That is something very simple that you can do. Also, just having conversations with your neighbors. I feel like we all kind of have our blinders on. We're all going about our day. If it doesn't impact us directly, you probably don't even know what's happening. Having these little conversations with the person doing your hair, with the person at the grocery store, with your neighbor next door. Um, that's how we create change. Because I would say 99.99% of the people that I know and love in my life stand firmly against this bill, but maybe they don't know all the details of it. Another thing I wanted to get into really quick is people that try to debunk it that because the, the whole term is perinatal death. Okay. Perinatal is a very subjective, loose term. Now in section one F of the bill, it's left up to interpretation. What does perinatal actually mean? And if you just Google it, you're going to get 12 different definitions of what it actually means. Perinatal means during pregnancy and up to one month after delivery. So that's where this comes in, where it's called the infanticide bill is because Mm -hmm. it's not defined. They begged them to just change that wording or just define that wording and they left it alone. So that's the scary part of this bill. Good grief. Even my 12 year old would tell you we need to define terms. (laughs) Yes, He would say, here we go again. He'd say the redefining of terms. Here it goes again. (laughs) Yes. No definitions and language matters. Matters and it's not accidental. Matter. That's the other thing. I think that people can make, well, you know, was that really what it was meant? It doesn't matter what was meant. And it was very intentional. When laws are being created, goodness, even when media is being created, the words that are chosen are very purposeful. Couldn't agree more. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So moms can call. And I would encourage you when you make these phone calls or emails, bring your children into it with you. Um, age appropriately, of course. I mean, I would not have my six-year-old standing next to me as I'm calling on this bill necessarily because I want to explain before I call, this is what I'm doing. And I have done this where I've stood in the kitchen and I've put my phone on speaker on the island in front of me with my, you know, my, my big ones, my big kids, the ones who won't talk during my phone call. 
and I'll say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Watch, listen to what this sounds like. And I'll make the phone call and a hi, I'm calling to um, ask you to please vote no on AB 2223. And sometimes they will um, ask me, okay, great. Can I go ahead and get your name and um, or where you're from or your phone number? They, I mean, it depends on who's answering the phone, who they're, what they're going to ask for. Um, sometimes I'm just leaving a voicemail. Oftentimes it has been busy, which is exciting because that means people are calling. That's wonderful. I want their phone ringing off the hook. Um, I had one time I called where they, I called and I said, I'm calling regarding whatever the bill was. We'll say this one. I'm calling regarding AB 2223. And the person on the other end said, all right, I'll put you down in opposition. Thank you so much. Which was so exciting because I was like, man, you're getting so many calls in opposition. You didn't even know if I was calling for or against it. You just assumed I was opposing it. So, (laughs) but that way it's bringing your children in to that. And that's part of our training of our children. So when we are raising our children, we're raising them to live in the world that God has chosen to bring them into. And they are going to need to be aware and active of what is going on politically as patriots in this nation. And that's going to take training. So in the same way that I would train my children in how to care for their house or how to do math or how to read, I need to also train them. What does it mean to be a citizen in this nation? And by them seeing me do that, it's allowing them to be able to be part of that, which is important. Yes, absolutely. They're watching, they're watching, they're listening, and it is our duty to equip them um, to stand for righteousness. And that's all part of it. And I do the same thing with my kids and it's pretty age appropriate too. They're both a little bit beyond their years just because they're, they are homeschooled and I feel like they are very mature and we do have these discussions and we discuss both sides of things. And I feel like that is so crucial. So I love that you're doing that too. Okay. So as as the moms and the adults who have to inform ourselves, since we don't, you can't just call our moms and ask for the information. Maybe we do. That'd be great. Sometimes I do. Um, but where are some places that we can be be fed the truth? Because again, mainstream media is not going to be telling us the whole story. Yeah. Well, first and foremost is read the word of God, because I feel like the Amen. word of God is so clear and how it views things, even politically going on today, it's relevant. It's not just this old book from a few thousand years ago. It is very relevant to everything going on. And that's how I choose to live my life is strictly by the word of God. But if you're looking for um, specific resources, that's an excellent question because yeah, it is very difficult. You can't just flip on the news and and hope to see and hear what you need to hear because obviously it's one-sided. So some websites I like to go to are uh, realimpact.us. I feel like that's an excellent resource Mm -hmm. and it has um, action plans too, where you can take action against a bill, describes the bill. Um, Another one, they're on Instagram. It's called the American Council and they're a Christian-run organization. And uh, they also just came out with an app So you can download the app on your phone. You can get alerts. You can take action right away. um, And you can find their information on my page as well. But uh, yeah, the American Council. Mm -hmm. And then savecalifornia.com is another good one. And then our church. So our church does a Wednesday night outreach. Uh, My pastor is Pastor Tim Thompson at 412 Church in Marietta. And if you go to his... um, Wednesday nights, it's called ourwatchnow.com. And we try to keep people up to date on what's going on politically mm-hmm. as well with a biblical point of view, of course. So that's great. Another one that I would um, recommend would be FRC, the Family Research Council, yeah. that they have excellent 
excellent resources and will be pointing you towards truth. So you're actually hearing the truth of what's going on and even being able to explain it because that's another thing that's challenging. I mean, I know as a nurse, you have medical background, but so anything that's in the medical realm, you're going to be more inclined to be well-informed on already. But it is frustrating that oftentimes the way these things are presented or the information that we're given can feel like, okay, I don't have hours to go and research all of these things. So knowing that we have some trusted sources to be able to inform us well is really helpful. Um, and I would also, I would also encourage you to, if your husband is passionate about these things and mine, mine very much is, and loves to be very well-informed himself, don't feel badly allowing him to be the researcher for your family if he naturally is. That's okay. That can be part of the team effort of the two of you. And my husband listens to um, a podcast almost every morning when he's getting ready for the day because he, you know, gets ready alone. It's this crazy thing. He's by himself while he gets ready for his day. What's right? that like? <laughs> I know it's like another planet. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, like I certainly cannot listen to a deeply informing podcast while I'm getting ready for my day, but he can. Or on his way to work when he's by himself in his car. Um, so I yesterday asked him, not even thinking anything of it. Hey, is there anything going on right now? I need to be informed about. And he was like, nah, you're good. Go make breakfast. And <laughs> gave me a kiss and I went on my way. But I think pairing, partnering with your husband, if that is something that he's passionate about, or even asking him, would you like to help lead our family in this informing way and letting him help with that. So you can partner together. You're not in this alone is yeah. I think what I really want to encourage you in. Yes. Yeah. My husband too, he's more, um, more of the researcher and kind of in the background where I'm more of the voice. My husband tends to, he's not like, he doesn't like social media. He doesn't like all that. So, um, yeah, same thing. And he has a very strong presence and leadership role in his job, which mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for because he's taken a firm stance against a lot of the mandates that we're going up against and a lot of things and educating his coworkers and not afraid of that because he is stepping out, Yes, you know, telling God's truth. And I just, I'm so grateful that I have that support with him. Yes. Praise God for husbands who want to lead in that way. Amen. Um, so let's talk about as Christian moms, one of the things that can be a challenge is that I think we can often get trapped in one of a couple of camps. I think we can get trapped in the camp of saying, I can't deal with this. I'm in the trenches of motherhood and I just need to do nothing and other people can deal with it. So I think that's one trap we can fall into. And I think the other trap we can fall into is, oh my goodness, what's going on? This is such a disaster. And there can be this obsession and this growing fear and, and really distraction of distracting us from the calling that God has put in front of us. And if we missed raising up these children, these disciples that God has given us to be raising in the name of being a, you know, an activist for these things, I think we might be missing our important calling. So how do we as Christian moms be aware and involved, but avoid those, those pitfalls? Yeah, it's such a crucial balance because I can find myself swinging into more of the activism side, but then I have to really put the brakes on and be like, okay, my first ministry is my children. And that's where I need to pour into first. So first and foremost, pray about it. 
pray and ask God to give you a clear direction. How does he want to use you in this? And I prayed about this in 2020, where I was really finding my voice and trying to step out. And excuse me, he gave me very clear direction and how he wanted to use me. So I think asking in prayer first, and then, yeah, not obsessing. We should not be in fear, right? That is not a fruit of the spirit. Fear strictly comes from the enemy. So if you're finding yourself being very fearful and anxious and worried, you need to pause and ask yourself, where is that coming from? That's clearly coming from the enemy. You need to spend more time in the word of God and constantly renewing our mind with what he wants for us. So it is a fine, excuse me, it is a fine balance, but I feel like we need to be activated. We need to be logical. We need to be loving and we can do all those things. And that will look different for all of us moms. We all have a different calling, but I think burying our head in the sand and just like, oh, I'm just going to stick with my ministry of my household. I don't think that's the right answer either. Cause you can simply go outside, walk to your mailbox and have a conversation with your neighbor. That mm-hmm. might be your ministry. And that's perfectly okay. Not everyone mm-hmm. needs to get up on social media or get up in front of the school board or get up in a different way. You can, there's easy ways to be like a silent advocate for these things and that's okay. Um, so yeah, so I think that there's just a wide range of things that we should be doing, but we shouldn't be doing nothing. Yes, I would agree. And I would even argue that if you, if, if Christian moms across the board, we're taking the 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 simple steps, the things that seem small and simple, making the calls, taking you know five minutes to make the calls. When you are following these different places to be able to inform you to say, okay, there's an action step for you this week. Take these five minutes this week and do this thing. Then you do it. You take the five minutes. You do the things. You let your children watch you because again, they learn by what they see, not so much by what we say. I mean that too. They. Better be learning by what we say. But but I think that they learn more what they're going to do. One of my children said not long ago, I know how to do this because I've watched you do it, mom. And I thought, that's the truth, man. Isn't that how we want to live our lives? And so we do those things and then we seek the Lord, like you said. And I think if you're trying to figure out where is that balance, where does this fall into play? I think a couple of passages I was considering, I was thinking about that passage in Philippians 4 that says to not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, presenting your request to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So if you're in a place of knowing you're the one, you're the one who's likely to fall into the fear or the obsession or the distraction trusting in that, that the Lord will guard your hearts and minds with his over surpassing peace. And then also that verse in Proverbs 15, three, that says that the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. This is not a surprise to him. It is not a surprise that we're mothers in this generation. He could have chosen to put us in the generation of our moms as moms or grandmothers or great grandmothers or, or in Bible times. And he chose us for this time to be mothers, to be acting and equipping this generation. And also looking at Ephesians 6, where we read about the armor of God. And I think if you're in a place of saying, I don't even know where to start, that's a great place biblically to start. Go through each piece of the armor of God and look at how that applies to this day and age. Because if God's word is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword, he will use his word to lead you in what he wants you to do. So I really, 
I really appreciate us appreciate us starting in that place, Alyssa. Yeah, no, those are great verses and I completely agree. And yeah, if you do find yourself getting anxious, I feel like that's a great time to spend more time in the word and really sorting through those things and finding out why are you anxious? Why are you afraid? And I think God's word will clarify that for you. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for being here. This was extremely helpful and you are so very well-informed and well-spoken. And I just really appreciate all that you're doing to help bring light to some of these areas that we have not had to be as actively aware of in the past. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Krista. Yeah, this never was a battle that I wanted to to carry or, you know, put this on my shoulders, but I'm so grateful and I'm, you know, using my voice to speak out and I'm just very grateful to be on this podcast today. Thank you. You're so welcome. Well, and I want to remind all of you listening to go and follow Alyssa at this holistic nurse on Instagram and be watching for our giveaway there because again, oh my goodness, if there aren't a million things that we need to research and think we need to know all the things about to do well. Um, and Alyssa has an exciting giveaway with some um just resources to use in your family that I in your home that I think are going to be really helpful and maybe open your eyes up to some new things that you can be using and not have to do all the research on because it's already been done well. So that will be helpful. And um, I want to tell you, I am going to pray for you this week. I'm not going to pray for you right now, but as this week, as we air this this week, when I have my time with the Lord in the mornings with my coffee and usually with a baby uh, curled up on me or climbing on my head, you know, it looks different, different days. I am going to pray every morning this week that the Lord will lead you in the steps that he wants you to be taking and light uh, light the way clearly for you of what things you can do to be able to be a patriot in this nation, to be able to be fighting for truth as the lines that were once very more gray are becoming more black and white. The gift of this is that salt is becoming saltier Mm -hmm. and light is becoming lighter as the dark is becoming darker. And I believe fully that even if you don't feel prepared, if you don't feel equipped in this, sometimes when we are weak, that is where the Lord shows up and he is strong. And we can say all glory to God because he is going to work in and through you, sweet mom, as you are serving in your home, doing the steps day to day, yet still able to be active in this different way. So I'm going to pray for you every morning this week. I believe God is going to work in you and through you in a mighty way and trusting that he has called us to be moms at this time. So thank you so much, friends, for being here. I hope that you have a wonderful week and look forward to being with you again next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.